This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Amy Porter. Some of you know me as a flutist and a classical musician, others as a professor, and some of you know me as a publisher and arranger. I'm a stepmom, I'm a business owner, and I'm the founder of a couple of nonprofits. And this is my podcast. My core mission as an entrepreneur is to appreciate what I have around me. And then I try and see as clearly as possible how I can help. So let's talk, let's share information, let's laugh and sometimes cry over the things that we have to work through in life and in music, in business and family and relationships. Come on into my Porter Flute pod. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod, Blue Flutes Undergrad Edition, where everything that we are playing is from one of my students from the University of Michigan School of Music, Theater, and Dance. I'm so proud to feature a submission by Ayana Terauchi. She's spending the summer online with Music Academy of the West. This is the second incantation by Jolivet of his five incantations for solo flute. And with Ayana and myself in the pod is Justine Sedke and Alan J. Tomasetti. We have some wonderful students, incoming freshmen. We've just got great guests today. So we're really happy that you're with us to hear the next generation of blue flutes. I had the privilege of teaching Ayana as well as Kelly Doherty in their high school years. So why would they choose the University of Michigan? Let's hear why. Why would you want to come to the University of Michigan for an undergrad and stay with the same teacher? I mean, I definitely knew that there were so many other things that I could still learn from you and... Um, there were so many other things that I needed and wanted to work on, especially with you. And um, so that was definitely one of the, the biggest reasons, actually, for enrolling at the University of Michigan for my undergrad. And I'm very glad that I did. I'll be going to the Colburn School of Music for my master's in the fall. 
and hopefully I'll be able to do some competitions or take keep taking auditions and I would definitely want to start working on some projects that I have in mind um, that are kind of side projects but um, I've been doing uh, the remote version of Music Academy of the West for a couple of weeks now and they've been focusing a lot on innovation and being able to adjust to this new environment as a, a classical musician and so I think I would want to put a little bit more effort into that as well in the future. That's a good question. It's generally thought that, oh, you study with somebody different for college than, than who you studied with in high school. But for me, I experienced so much growth my senior year of high school from working with Professor Porter that I didn't want to leave. I was like, man, if she can do this much with me in a year, how much can she do with me in four more? So... Uh, that was honestly a big part of my thought process. And just the campus, I fell in love with the University of Michigan. I, I loved going to take lessons there. I loved being in the building. Just the school atmosphere in general was something that I enjoyed. I had gone to a few studio classes. Everybody would get to know me. They uh, Every week, they asked me how I was doing. They asked me about my audition status. They they asked me where I was auditioning. Like, And right before I got in, they were like, so, so what are the results? Did you get anywhere? Did you get scholarships? How did it go? And and they were all just supportive the entire way through, even though I hadn't even worked with them before. They'd never even heard me play. <laughs> but they were just so kind and so welcoming, even from the beginning, that uh, I just fell in love with the school. In this new world of teaching and learning, I really can appreciate a positive attitude. So I'm super excited to feature some of the incoming students meet Alexis, Leo, and Adria. They're going to talk about their future and what that actually means and the repertoire they're excited about. I can't wait to meet them. Just knowing exactly what I want in like the far future, just knowing that like hard work and motivation is the only thing that can get me there and help with great teachers. I think one of the biggest things, if you know you want to go into music right now, find a teacher that will help you with all the college stuff and guide you. Cause that really helped me. My teacher, um, she's got this very gentle, loving, like peaceful presence about her. And she's just so present when you talk to her. And I think I really admire that about her. So I, I kind of went on this journey of inner peace. I had so much tension and I still am working on that a lot. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I've always sort of during high school, I started taking more like director of music roles in my musical theater classes and band classes and just loved it and loved working with people and um, being able to learn from them as much as they can learn from me sort of thing. So I'm really excited to work on the Hungarian pastoral fantasy, the Pulank Sonata. I also have Undine by Reinecke. I'm excited for those and also um, Density 21.5. That also came in the mail. Start working on that. And for orchestral excerpts, I um, 
I'm interested in working on some of the Beethoven Leonore excerpts because I've never done those before, but I saw it on the flute studio list. He's one of the important ones. Um, I'd also like to go over classical symphony again, the beginning, especially like with the really soft high notes and making it sound pretty. Um, the private lessons I think are really exciting just cause I just need some structure now. Like I, I kind of bounced around for a long time, like taking little things from different teachers and I just want to have structure and have like a clear path of improvement. And I'm just really excited about that and working with you. And, um, I'm also just, I just am excited to play with other people. I think I don't get to do that as much here, like especially chamber music. I don't have very many like ways to do that, but I love being in orchestra and I love learning from other people and just like learning about their lives and everything. So I think that'll be really fun, even though it'll be a bit different, but we'll make the most of it. We will. Absolutely. The Copeland, and I would really love to revisit that. I think um, it just has so much that I wasn't really able to access at the age that I played it um, in terms of musicality. Um, of course, there are like the big pieces that everyone wants to play. Either I would love to be able to play that. <laughs> I'm not quite there. Um, and yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of, I really love Bach, so <laughs> um, probably more of that, but So in middle school, I knew I wanted to do something in music, but I wasn't sure what. I just knew that I loved it. And then in ninth grade, I was between whether I would want to teach music or whether I'd want to perform. And then in 10th grade, I got into Allstate High School Orchestra as the first chair flute, and I just loved everything about it. So then I knew I wanted to perform. I started music when I was young, probably around first or second grade. I think I started piano like a lot of musicians, I think, start with piano. And I didn't really like it that much, but I still stick, stuck with it because it gave me a good foundation of music theory and just playing music. And then I actually always wanted to play flute, but coming from this small Wisconsin city, um, my parents thought flute was too quote unquote girly. <laughs> so I did not play it at first. They were afraid people would bully me. So I played oboe first because my sister played oboe. And then I really liked oboe, but it was just so much pressure on me. On me. Like physically, it was exhausting for me to play. So um, I finally got to play flute when my mom surprised me with a flute. And then I just fell in love with it. And then I also learned clarinet a few years later for Fiddler on the Roof. I was in the pit orchestra, so that was fun. So I really loved all the woodwinds, but I started to really focus on flute kind of junior and senior year because I knew I would have to do all the auditions and stand out. And so I started focusing on it more. So I guess um, definitely was a singer first. <laughs> Um, Julie Andrews was kind of like my hero as a child, <laughs> so 
a lot of sound music, a lot of Mary Poppins. Um, my mom's sort of a local singer, dad, no musical background. <laughs> so, um, and then I found the flute. I wanted it to be a violin <laughs> so I could sing, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> Um, but then I just kind of fell in love with it and um, just kept with it. And eventually that was sort of what I chose to pursue. So. Every year, the University of Michigan School of Music, Theater and Dance has the great pleasure of identifying a rising senior who has a combination of artistic and academic accomplishments that merit receiving the Presser Scholar Award from the Theodore Presser Foundation. This award is given to a single student each year selected by a combination of musical and academic merit. Kelly Doherty's GPA in a demanding dual degree program in performance and music theory equally impressed the selection committee. As a result, Kelly Doherty won the $4,000 prize for her accomplishments. We spoke with her earlier today, and here's Kelly playing an assignment I gave to her. You have to learn the entire first flute part to the scherzo from The Midsummer Night's Dream of Felix Mendelssohn. Congratulations, Kelly, on winning the Presser Foundation Prize. Thank you so much. Uh, tell us a bit about your preparation for it. Was it a surprise? It was absolutely a surprise. I honestly didn't know the award existed. Um, but I've always just done, tried to do my best in school and do my best in performance. And, and then the teachers who knew about it did the rest of the work. Going into my freshman year, I took a theory placement test and I tested out of the first month of the incoming freshman theory course, which I think is interesting because I've never actually taken a music theory course before. I'm all self-taught, um, did all my own research on music theory. And it's something that just clicked really well with my brain early on very easily. And then after that first semester of my freshman year, my theory fundamentals professor sent me an email and told me that I had the highest grade in the class, that she recommended me for the advanced course, and she also recommended me to join the theory department as a major. And so I kept that in mind. And the following semester, I started the advanced placement course, um, kind of still thought about the music theory degree. And then the following year, I, I finished my, my music theory studies in the core a little bit early because of the advanced placement. And I spoke with the department. They were interested in having me apply. So what I did is my that next semester that I was there of my 
a sophomore year, I took a class specifically with the head of the undergraduate theory studies to get to know her and see what she was like and to get to know more about what the theory degree was. And it was also my 400 level theory that would be for my performance class. I really enjoyed her and I liked the program. So I decided to apply and they accept me with, accepted me with open arms. <laughs> Of course, I talked to Professor Porter about this multiple times too, like, should I do this? Should I not? Um, what would it be for my career? Would this be more of an academic thing? Would this help with my performance studies? And she was extremely supportive. And she said, you know, if they want you, you should go for it because not everybody is good at theory. So I went for it. I've really enjoyed studio class. Probably one of my favorite things of the week, just being able to come together with all the other flute majors and to play for each other. I learned so much from the other flutists and the environment is actually very supportive. People think that competitive schools would, would not necessarily be supportive, but I think at the University of Michigan, because of Professor Porter, it, it really is. Um, it's a culture that I've not seen anywhere else. Now, also, I really enjoy playing with the ensembles, with the orchestras. Um, I love both Professor Kiesler and, and Professor Slawatsky. They're both, they're both fantastic conductors to work with, and I, I, that's definitely a highlight for me. With Inside of Music, I think I grew so much as a musician. Um, one of my big challenges that I had to overcome was, I think, technical skills. I don't think I had fantastic technical skills coming into my freshman year. I had a good tone. Um, and thankfully, that's still been developed and it's still being refined. But at the end of the day, uh, really working on my technical skills and um, and articulation, that's been something. But again, because the community is so supportive, I, can, I just go and I ask, I listen to somebody and I really like what they do. So then I ask them what they do in their warmups and then I try those. Um, and I think just general, just a couple physical things is like I, I tend to put my head down way too much. And then again, the community, they help me <laughs> learn how to lift up my head again and, and to produce better sound. Um, and I think just as a person in general, I, I grew a lot. I learned more so how to live on my own. I was homeschooled before. So I I had a lot of opportunities to learn how to do things around the home and to take care of a home, but it's definitely different living on your own. I love collaboration. I have a great woodwind quintet. I've been able to play with the early music ensemble and just getting outside gigs. And a lot of times with my friends, I get to go play with them in those gigs. Um, I really love American music. Uh, one thing that I'm really looking forward to working on is to doing an all American music recital at some point. Um, particularly, I love Aaron Copeland's duo for flute and piano. That was the first piece that I started working on last semester, or last year, I should say. And I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, I also started doing more extended technique pieces this year. So I did Valerie Coleman's Danza de la Mariposa, uh, which, again, I love. And even just some staples that, I, that I've known for a long time. I love, um, I love the Franck Sonata, originally for violin, Nelson Concerto, um, Mozart Andante. I love all those pieces very much. I think what really makes our culture stand out is constructive criticism. And the reason why I say constructive is because they always do things that are going to make you better. I've heard so many negative stories about studios, how they go against each other, how they're so competitive. And at the end of the day, what I preach about at the Michigan Flute Studio is that everybody just wants everybody else to play better. You know, even before we do the ensemble auditions to get placed we still talk to each other we're like hey how'd you do you know we're, we're wishing you all the best and it's very much the culture of yes we want to get into the upper ensemble we want to get into the upper ensemble for our own merit we don't want it to happen because somebody else played poorly um and because we believe that the weakest link um in our studio needs to be lifted up the highest <laughs> and and that if somebody is weak then it brings down our whole studio so we want everybody to be able to play at their best they want we want everybody to be doing 
well as a person and that supportive nature along with the construction is very special. I'd like to come back to Ayana for her advice to the incoming freshmen of what it's like to balance coursework with performance. And we'll end the podcast with her incredible performance of Lowell Lieberman's Concerto for Flute and Orchestra. So I think at the University of Michigan, there are so many resources and opportunities um, that they offer you that it can get a little bit overwhelming. And if you don't limit yourself or if you're not aware of yourself, then you might um, take on way too much than you can actually handle. And that might mean that you might not be able to get a lot of the content that you might be able to get out of um, if you take on too much. And so I think being able to figure out what resources the university offered and then trying to prioritize what I wanted to get out of my experience there um, was definitely a key point in trying to balance the curriculum and the performance part. How did you feel playing the concerto? Oh my God, it was amazing. (laughs) Very scary, but I I really loved the whole process and being able to learn a lot from it and um, just being able to play a whole concerto, especially the Lieberman concerto when it sounds so different with the piano and when you're playing it with an orchestra was such a tremendous experience for me that I think it made me want to do it again and even more so. What an incredible semester and what an incredible year. I'm excited for the next semester, which is just around the corner. I appreciate you joining me today. I hope you'll join me next time when we have our friend cast. And on my friend cast is the incredible Delany West. She has over 20 years of project management, remote leadership, product development, and helping people and companies with their creative ideas. You can find me at amyporter.com or porterflute.com for students. On Facebook, I'm Amy Porter Flutist. And on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Porter Flute. Thanks for being here. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you.